When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Go to go right. Woo! <laughs> you better put them hands together. Put them together for a Monday on B&A. Hope you had a great weekend. Dodging raindrops and storms, but still plenty of sports to discuss. Sports of all sorts. Baseball heavy. Hoops. Well, football. And uh, not a great night on the pitch for the Austin FC in soccer. Uh, busy hour, though. A lot to do. And in one hour, by the way, a little uh, preview. One of the greatest running backs in Longhorn football history will be in the house. Oh, yeah. Certainly one of the fastest running backs in Ooh, Longhorn man. history will be in the house. Uh, we'll have a in-studio conversation with our friend Jamal Charles. He'll be, uh, and he's got a big event coming up, uh, Boys and Girls Club, that he's a part of. So uh, Jamal will drop in, and we'll talk some Longhorn football, get his thoughts on uh, how he's, what he's up to. And... Um, B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson off to uh, do their thing in the National Football League where he starred for many years after leaving Texas in the, in the middle 2000s. So we'll talk to Jamal coming up in one hour. Also this hour, Craig Way has his report. Get you a flex segment, including uh, the Westlake Chaparrales, the lone remaining area team into the uh, state championship round of the baseball playoffs. And in uh, our salacious gossip buck ahead of your blitz before the end of this hour, and we talked earlier that Texas and Stanford are in pretty much a neck-and-neck race for that Director's Cup. Uh-huh. And they could meet, by the way, uh, and it may decide it if they played in baseball in the super regional round. The Cardinal and the Longhorn, Longhorns. Well, and we talked about the number of sports that Stanford competes in that Texas does not. Fencing and you know, gosh, gymnastics and they, they compete in so many sports. And it's crazy the Longhorns still are able to acquire more, accrue more points than them. Well, when I get to salacious guys. If you're not going to believe, well, the Sweden, the country of Sweden has registered a new sport, and you're not going to believe it. You're going to like it, but you're not going to believe it. That'll be coming up in Salacious. I'll like it. Uh, I think Ty will like it. I would like it. You would like it. But, yes, and it's not uh, – Are people naked while they play or something? <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, that, that was my first thought. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Here's a nice text to start the hour. With all the good going on, let's go to the bad. Uh, the bad, my guy Josh Wolf. Why hasn't he been fired yet? <laughs> still. They still won Josh. And yeah, huh? they lost to Real Salt Lake, which is they're like 14th in the West, or were before that game. Austin still teetering 8, eight to ninth Yeah, place. that's a bad home loss because you were sitting and tied for 6th in the Western Conference going into it, and you got to play a, a bottom team on your home pitch. I know there's a long weather delay, but um, you know, two two sloppy goals the defense gave up. And you then, got Cassante back. He had a goal, but it's just – you. You can't be giving up two goals a game. They they were so good at home last year. They're just so good last year. This year they're mediocre at home and been bad on the road. So that's why they're going to fight for a playoff spot. It looks like here, but I don't. Oh, they're going to fight to the bitter end before they get a spot. I'm assuming Josh Wolf will not be fired, but we got consistent textures, and that's fine. Well, there are also people the, that are Celtics head coach was not fired, which I still wasn't understanding why they were thinking about firing. This is soccer, though. People have gotten fired for much much less oh. than the amount he sucked this year. So mm-hmm. I just. Well, but that's we'll also across we, the pond. we are all going to get to know this ownership group and how patient they are with situations. Now they had a rough first year, couldn't score any goals, and then they went to the Final Four last year and right. were one of the most dynamic teams in the in the MLS with the same coach. So it's it's slid back this year, and um, but yeah, we're going to get to find out. We don't know this ownership group with Anthony Precourt and company of of what their their patience level will be, and the fans keep showing up even with a two hour weather delay the other night. Um, the place was still packed. I think, I think Johnny Rogers might be the, 
the Austin FC's number one fan. I think he goes to every single game. He, he does. Is. JR, man, JR from the high ground on Saturday mornings and future mayor of our city, I think. <laughs> Except he now tells me he doesn't want it. He doesn't want to be the mayor. He was on track for a while there, uh, Johnny Rogers with Casey on Saturday mornings. But, uh, yeah, big fan, big fan. Uh, so that that went on this weekend, but uh, plenty of good, plenty of bad, plenty of ugly. We'll get to all of it. And, yes, I, Joe Missoula is going to be retained by the Boston yeah. Celtics. And, uh, you know, that's probably a good call. Can't keep changing coaches. But no. uh, they got bigger things to figure out with the Boston Celtics, and that would be what they're going to do with Jalen Brown and a Supermax mega deal. They're going to pay him. Uh, well, yeah, probably. Or pay it, sign him and trade him for a big piece that could, you know, work, work in more in tandem. With uh, with that roster and with Jason Tatum, trade him for trade him for Damian Lillard. That's that's the move you got to make. You win a championship, Jason Tatum, Damian Lillard together, and and the Portland Trailers might just take that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think they would. They might have to. That third pick that they have is going to be huge. I think they're going to try oh, yeah. to move that this offseason. Can we get to the uh, headlines? Oh, trending topics, plenty of them, including the Longhorns with a great weekend in South Florida. Top Gun Equipment Rentals bring you the news. College baseball for the 13th time in the 16 years of the Super Regional era. And for the third consecutive season, the Texas Longhorns are headed to the Super Regional round, the Sweet 16 of the NCAA Baseball Tournament. Ultra impressive 3-0 sweep this weekend at Coral Gables, the regional there, hosted by the University of Miami. Texas started the weekend with a 4-2 win over Louisiana on Friday. That came behind a great start from staff ace Lucas Gordon and several stellar defensive gems, plus a nice couple of uh, couple innings at the end by Zane Morehouse. On Saturday night, they took down the homestanding Miami Hurricanes in front of a packed house. 4-1 to one, the final was all about the right-hander LeVaron Johnson Jr. The Florida native dominated the ninth-ranked Canes, allowed a single run on seven hits, struck out eight, 129-pitch complete game. Then last night, the Horns eliminated the hosts on their home field with a regional final win of 10-6. to Texas fell behind 3 to nothing early on a home runoff of Tanner Witt, but rallied for nine runs in the third inning to separate it. That was highlighted by a game-changer off the bat of the freshman from San Antonio. Here's the first pitch to Flores. Swings here and lifts a high fly ball to dead center. Back to the warning track. And you can say goodnight to it. Grand slam home run. J-Flo sends it out of the ballpark. And the Longhorns have blown this thing open with a nine-run bottom of the third. You want to win it 10-6 to and eliminate Miami. Texas uh, now will wait to find out who they're going to play. Texas one of nine teams that have advanced to the second weekend. Seven more to be determined today, including... Uh, either Stanford or Texas A&M. Late last night in Palo Alto, Stanford drilled the Aggies 13-5. to That sets up a winner-take-the-region game tonight at the Sunken Diamond. Texas meets the winner. Uh, if they Stanford Cardinal win, Texas will be headed to Palo Alto. If A&M wins, the committee will decide who will host the Super Regional. Also, today and tonight, Texas Tech will face Florida in Gainesville. Uh, where the winner takes the region uh, ball game there. TCU has two chances to advance at the Fayetteville region, so they'll play Arkansas today. And then if they lose, they play again tonight. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia have all been eliminated. Well, softball World Series on the women's side, top-ranked Oklahoma on their way to another national championship. They rolled past Tennessee over the weekend to eliminate the Vols, and they post their 50th consecutive win. They now are one win away. They'll play Stanford, uh, and Stanford has to beat Oklahoma twice to uh, prevent another championship there. Thriller in Game 2 of the NBA Finals last night. Miami Heat trailing most of the night to the Denver Nuggets, but uh, rally and outscore Denver 36-25 to on their home floor in the final quarter to win at 111-108. Gabe Vincent led the Heat with 23. Jimmy Butler scored 8 of his 21 in that fourth quarter run, and they even the series at a game apiece will head back to Denver on Wednesday night. Major League Baseball, Rangers finish off a three-game sweep of the Seattle Mariners up in Arlington, 12-3. 16th time this year, the Rangers have scored 10 or more runs. That leads the majors by a mile. Marcus Simeon extended his hitting streak to 23 games. Jonah Heim homer drove in five. Staff ace Nathan Navaldi improved to 8-2 eight, eight on the year. Houston was looking to complete a four-game sweep of the Angels, but they lost 2-1. Shohei Otani, his RBI double in the eighth, broke a 1-1 tie, and that was your ballgame. Round Rock closed out their homestand with a 20-9 demolition of Sugarland last night. And in golf, Victor Hovland topped Denny McCarthy in a playoff. To win the Memorial Tournament in Dublin, Ohio, Jack Nicholas's event, Scotty Scheffler, finished third. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Get a free Hustler generator with purchase of select Hustler zero-turn mowers in stock till June 30th at Top Gun. Topgun.net. We'll shoot you straight. And the Aces won 84-80 to 80 over the fever last night. Thank you. Just wanted to make sure you got that WNBA fix that you all needed. Wait, how many points this were? 80. 50, 80 84. To 54? To 80. Oh, okay. All right. And yes, Brittany Griner will be the comeback player of the year. MVP, maybe? 
No, not she's not going to be MVP. She will be comeback player of the year. Mark that down. Thank you. Mark the tape. Thank you. Mark Mark the tape. There you go. Somebody said OU softball team needs to undergo drug testing. No, they're just really damn good. They're good. They hit, they pitch. They're just they're the juggernaut. Juggernaut. And we've seen that in college athletics at times with uh you know, UConn women's basketball. Mm-hmm. They were back with uh John Wooden and UCLA in basketball back in the uh, 60s and into the 70s. They dominated the sport like that. But, uh, yes, they are really good. To say 58-1, and one, their record. Who beat them? I don't know. Last year their only loss was Texas. Yep. During regular season, right? Uh, yep. Somebody oh, was me. that the only loss, period? That was their only loss last year, period. Um, did Texas beat them once this year? Uh, I no. don't think so. No? no? I don't think so. Okay. Well, someone will tell me who beat the Sooners. Hey, you can't this year. win them all. Winning's hard. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, we got Longhorn baseball. Can we? Uh, I sent you some Twitter audio. Can we hear from LeBaron Johnson Jr. and uh, David Pierce and the Longhorns after the uh, the tone was set on Saturday night for the Longhorns to to, to win this regional? Obviously, Lucas Gordon and his his start on Friday night set you know got them off to a good start. Zane Morehouse looked better than we've seen him in a while in two innings of really good relief. Uh, that set the tone for your pitching staff. The defense and the web gems they put on the board on on Friday were just unbelievable. Dylan Campbell's Superman catch, Eric Kennedy stealing a three-run homer away from the Raging Cajuns. That was awesome. Uh, so great brand of baseball. But, uh, boy, with the, the packed house, you know, we look, we know the Longhorns are not built to get into a loser's bracket. Their pitching staff with all the injuries and what they're dealing with is not ready for – coming out, you know, playing two games in a day and having to fight their way out. So you needed to stay in the winner's bracket. You're playing a top-10 team on the road. And as we said, LeBaron Johnson Jr., complete game, almost 130 pitches, and David Pierce trusted him to finish it. Here's a little bit of uh, the postgame afterwards with uh, LBJ, uh, just, just doing what the ball club needed. Throughout the fall, throughout this whole year, you know, I've been grinding, really trying to work our way into helping the team in any way I could. Um, and just to be able to, you know, work my way into, you know, doing that tonight, it was, you know, still surreal to me. One great game pitch by LBJ, and you know, this is a kid that was on the postseason roster last year. You talk about development, talk about a kid that has just listened, has worked. He's one of the most humbling kids that you'll be around. He appreciates his teammates, and he went out there and just pitched his tail off. We're getting some early runs. DC hit the two-run homer. Jack hit the homer. But they're a really good team that LBJ just pitched against, and we just won. A lot of baseball left, and uh, I'm just proud of our guys right now. Then yesterday, yeah, to, to fall behind three to nothing, and um, you know Tanner Witt struggled uh he you know there's a couple that look like you know warning track look like he's gonna give up a couple more home runs before he got out of that second inning and um you know fall behind three to nothing knowing that if Miami wins you got to come back and play him again today and instead the Longhorns are up for nine runs nine runs in the in the, the third inning to take control of that ball game and uh, so a little bit of everything pitching defense offense came alive at the right time when you're trailing um your veteran hitters Dylan Campbell continues his hitting streak Jalen Flores, kind of the, one of the, the the foundation for the future of the program. He and Jared Thomas uh, really uh, put a jolt. A lot into of young that guys one. on this team. Yeah, and they're learning from some pretty good players above them. And uh, LBJ, one of the stories of uh, of the weekend, and the Longhorns avenge the Texas basketball team who lost that heartbreaker to Miami in the uh, round of eight in the basketball tournament. The uh, baseball team does them a friendly, had their back. They absolutely beat man. So poor Hurricanes. Four Hurricanes. That was uh, quite the weekend. Good, good to see. Good to see for the Longhorns. And as we said, they're one of nine teams who have advanced. Seven more today can find their way into the Sweet 16, including Texas Tech and TCU. And TCU, I got to tell you, that's the team no one wants to play right now because they won the Big 12 tournament. Remember, they scored all the runs in the Big 12 tournament. Like they put double digits up over and over again and won that thing. Well, now they've gone to Fayetteville, Arkansas, and the Arkansas Regional and picked it. Picked it up. Let me give you these. Uh, if you weren't paying attention to what was happening there in Fayetteville, uh, where the ho- homestanding Hogs were the favorites, they beat Arizona twelve to four on Friday night. TCU did. Then they turned around and beat Arkansas twenty to five. I mean, they are swinging bats in that game. The twenty to five win. Uh, the kid hit two grand slams. 
the outfielder for TCU for Kirk Sarlo's company. 20 to 5. So they're going to play Arkansas today. They've already scored 20, 32 runs in two games. And now they've got to deal with the Hogs again today, but they have two chances to beat Arkansas. And they will also advance. And if you're paying attention, they're going to, if, if TCU wins that, they'll go to Indiana State. They're, they're locked up in the same side of the bracket mm-hmm. with the Sycamores of, and, of Indiana State who are already through. They won the Terre Haute uh, Regional 3 0. So that's where TCU lines up. Texas Tech. As a winner takes the region game today with the Florida Gators, winners would face South Carolina. So, good luck. And the most, the worst performance of the weekend on a good, bad, and ugly Monday was, was Oklahoma State. Like, literally the only team in the Big 12 to get to host a regional, and they got smoked. Oh, yeah. Dallas Baptist beat them 18-4 to in the elimination game. They went two in barbecue on their home field in Stillwater for Coach Holla. That's tough. That is not good. And, by the way, Oral Roberts. Came out of the bracket the four seed because they stunned Ooh. Dallas Baptist to to move on. Yeah, Oral O-R-U. Robert O R U O R U. They're in Oklahoma though, right? Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa. Yeah, that's where um, that's where the Longhorns got their sharpshooting guard Max Aceman, mm-hmm. who's coming in through the transfer portal, and or Oral Roberts. Longhorns played them during the regular season, if you remember way back. Several people have let us know that Baylor, the Baylor Bears ladies softball team, are the teams that beat Oklahoma way back in February, fifty games ago. So the Sooners have won 50 in a row. Uh, pretty darn good. Uh, all right, so there's baseball. The As we said, the teams that advance, Wake Forest, Alabama, they're gonna, that's going to be a really good one versus 16 Super Regional this weekend at Wake Forest. Virginia is through. Uh, Texas is through. Oregon and Oral Roberts, both four seeds advanced. And so I'm assuming the committee will pick the Oregon spot to host that based on stadium size. But who knows? Maybe they'll bring it to Tulsa. Bring it to Tulsa. That'd be cool. From what I watched last night, Oregon's got a squad. They're 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 hot. They they were hitting the piss out of the ball. Well, this is uh, you know, this is the time of year we've seen lower seeds get all the way to Omaha. Look, one of those Oral Roberts or Oregon are going to be in Omaha yep. because then both are four seeds, so they'll both be there. And by the way, that uh, when you talk about what what side of the bracket, because you know, once you get to Omaha, if you get there, you kind of start over the format. You play a four team regional in Omaha. The four teams on your, or the three other teams on your side of the bracket, and then the winners advance to play a best of three championship series in Omaha. And the Longhorns are on the side of the bracket with Wake Forest and Alabama, I believe is the, is the side that they're on. And then Tennessee, likely Southern Miss or Penn, well, Penn, Penn Quakers. The Quakers. Could, could be another lower seed advancing. And then uh, that LSU side of the bracket, LSU. Penn ruling that Ivy League. Yes. Well, right now, if the Longhorns were to advance, they'd likely match up with the. Well, they're going to match up with the winner of the Wake Forest Alabama Super Regional in Omaha, but they got things to do. And A and M will play Stanford tonight, and now the, then the Longhorns will know who their opponent is. And we've asked that question all morning long of the show of the people audience: Would you rather play A and M or would you rather play Stanford? Uh, I picked A and M because if A and M were to win tonight, you would still have a chance to be selected to host the regional. Mm-hmm. If uh, Stanford wins it, you're going to the Sunken Diamond. You know that because they're a one seed. I just don't know if I can bring myself to root for the Aggies. You could try. You try, Ty. Mm. Come on. SEC's right around the corner. That's uh, You know how I feel about rooting for other teams in your conference. I'm I'm definitely not doing that once we're doing the SEC. Come on, Ever. man. Or chanting SEC. Oh, no, you'll make those chants. No. You'll I'm be okay. a, yeah. You'll I'm be okay if you SEC. never chant SEC. But he I, will. I hope that Chris he will. Will. He'll okay. start doing. He'll be he'll be doing that by the time he gets up to the Cotton Bowl. Believe me, he'll be with the Oklahoma fans. Yeah, we'll be oh, yeah. arm in arm, and arm in arm going <laughs> SEC. Yes, no way. Hey, never. by the way, uh, Craigway says that Oregon will host because Oregon's a two seed. Yeah, I didn't. I I didn't think they were a four seed. Well, on this bracket, I'm looking at the NCAA website. It, they're in the same part of the quadrant as Oral Roberts, so I had them as a four, but uh, they were a two. So Oregon will host that. And they're in the, regional they're in the Nashville regional, right? Oregon was. Oregon was in the Nashville. Yeah, what they, they, they beat Xavier last night. Last Vanderbilt, night. Xavier, Eastern Illinois, a part of that Nashville. So Oregon, Oral Roberts, and Texas will wait on Stanford and A and M. A and M had their chance last night to go three and zero and get out of there. They lost thirteen to five, and uh, Stanford got it going. That's that's the kind of program, the kind of team. That's Texas State that you don't want to give give new life. You'd like to have jumped on them last night, like Texas did to Miami. Because I know there's not a Longhorn fan listening that wanted to come back and play Miami again. No. Um, by the way, that Miami team, Buck, that kid, 
their best player, Yo-Yo. Um, Yo-Yo, Yo-Yo, Ma? Yo-Yo Morales. That dude, the Longhorns did an unbelievable job against him. He he hit a home run. He drove in three runs for them. But Yohandi Morales, they call him Yo-Yo. That is a good-looking player. I mean, he is six four. He hit some balls against Louisiana. I mean, just shades of Ivan Melendez last year. Just bombs. That guy is a good-looking ball player. Uh, and the Longhorns did a real nice job against him on the, over the weekend, uh, limiting him and holding him down. He did have the three RBI yesterday, but one for five. Uh, and LBJ did a great job against him uh, on on Saturday night, like he did everybody. So good for the Longhorns. They're through. There's some college baseball. A lot of college baseball to watch today. It really gets going if you're a Tech fan, if you're a TCU fan. Uh, you're 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 locked in today. And of course tonight, Texas A&M and Stanford. Also, while we're on baseball, you know. Got to give tip of the cap to Ty's Texas Rangers. This race between the Astros and Rangers in the AL West is going to be one fun ride this summer because the Rangers are not only are they proving that they're not this is not a, a fast it's start. Not a facade, is this it? is a really good team. Uh, they're they're playing like the best team in baseball right now, and that's no joke. I mean, they're they score more runs than anybody. Their pitching staff has been outstanding. You know, the bullpen has been their their leakiest part, and that's actually been better here of late. And you know, they just bash people. They batter you. And as we said, the numbers for the Rangers gaudy. Uh, six, they're they're only the third team in a hundred years to score this many runs, to score ten or more runs this many times in the first sixty games of a season. And it's the thirty six Yankees, Buck. Thirty six Yankees. You can tell me who was on that team. Thirty six. You got a lineup for me. Thirty six Yankees and the ninety nine Mariners. And that ninety nine Mariners team scored a ton of runs. Uh, was, was that, that Griffey? Griffey Jr. Edgar Martinez. In that group, I mean this 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 Ranger lineup, and it's well built. But I gotta give I gotta give look. There's a lot of baseball to go. There's only you know 58 games in for them. They're 38 and 20. But I give the you know Chris Young has done a great job since taking over for John Daniels, and the ownership group has you know they got a new ballpark, and you give them credit for spending the money. I mean they spent 500 million bucks to bring in Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. Those two are paying huge dividends. Simeon. Is playing like an MVP right now at the top of the order for them in that 23-game hitting streak. Seager has come back from his injury, and he's, you know, as Ty said, they can't shift anymore in defensively in baseball, which has helped him a lot because he hit into more shifts than anybody last year, and his, you know, his production is up. But that whole lineup produces. I mean, Adolis Garcia, you know, right up there with Jordan Alvarez for the Josh M- Young. RBI lead. Josh Young's going to be the rookie of the year. Jonah Heim, the catcher. Who had a big game yesterday? Yeah, the back end of that lineup is pretty good. Well, and that's what leads to double-digit runs when you just wear out a pitching staff and you know turn it over and keep turning it over and one time through, through two times through. That Ranger team is wearing people out. And Nathan Avaldi, give them credit. That's probably the best signing by any team so far from the offseason. I mean, to get Nathan Avaldi in there as a free agent, he's not just turned into a good pitcher; he's the ace, and he's on his way to the All Star game. He's eight and two now, and has been pretty much untouchable his last couple of months of baseball. So Rangers locked in. Astros just three and a half back, though. And um, Astros are going to chase them all year long, it looks has there, like. Has there been any, any updates on DeGrom? Are we just kind of not yeah. just waiting? Uh, we, after the All-Star break, I told you. I think they're being careful. That's, All-Star it's break. all right with me. Yeah, I'm this, with this. this team has made, like, no reason me, to rush it. This team has helped me rediscover my love for baseball. <laughs> oh, I honestly, like, I, at least MLB-wise, I'll, I'll always watch Texas Longhorns baseball, of course, but the last 10 years, MLB-wise, is it? DeGrom will be back after the All-Star October, break. I'm not watching much. But you'll be doing this every year with DeGrom. You know that, right? It's all right. This says, uh, right. I'm a Rangers fan, but the Rays are the best team in the American League and the best in baseball. Well, numbers would tell you differently. Now, the Rays' record is better. They're 42-19. and 19. They've played more games than the Rangers. But think about this. The Rangers have played fewer games than the Rays, but they've scored – 25 more runs. Than that the Rays. Rays start was incredible. And the Rays are good. I'm not, I mean, I think right now you start ranking the best teams in baseball. You know, the Rangers have been great at home. Uh, their their run differential, the Texas Rangers, is 152. They've outscored their opponents by 152 runs. That's more, that's a whopping total. No one else except for the Rays are over 100. Well, what the Rays are doing in the AL East, yes, that, that's, that's the, probably the well, best division And that's division what was impressive when the, when the Rangers went in and played the um, Baltimore Orioles, who were in second place in that really good division, and they took two out of three, really dominated the Orioles in that series. That's, a, that's an intention getter. And, uh, you know, the, the Rangers beat the Astros two out of three in their first ma- matchup. They don't play again, by the way. I looked it up yesterday. When the last, next time the Rangers and Astros play? It's not till the end of this month. It's end of June into July. It's a four-game series up in Arlington, which – 
will be much attended and much much uh, anticipated to see the top two teams because Houston and Texas are in that conversation of the best two teams in that in that league in the American League. Rays are in that argument, and uh, Baltimore and the Yankees for sure. But uh, Houston with that pitching staff because. Um, you know, Houston's allowed the fewest runs in all of baseball. Their pitching staff continues to be great. They didn't lose yesterday because they, did, they didn't get good pitching. They only gave up two runs to the Angels, but they didn't score any runs. When, Ast- when the Astros score five or more runs, they're almost unbeatable right now because their pitching staff has an ERA of 3.18, which is uh, their full staff, which is best in baseball. All right, we'll come back, which is a cool clash with the Rangers and their offense, Astros and their pitching. It's going to be a fun summer. We'll come back. More on college baseball. Also, we'll get a flex segment. Craig Way has his report. And you're going to want to hear the salacious gossip segment. You'll never believe the sport that the country of Sweden has registered. It's a sport now, it appears. Truth coming on B&E. Light the tower. One guy said he has entire 77 Playboy collection. Captain Caveman said, people out there really buying other people. I'm not going to finish that. That's yeah. just disgusting to read that. I'm you know, I saw that, that. On, a, on a Pawn Stars episode one time. Like, some collectors will want them, but really, like, other than the first edition with Marilyn Monroe, and, like, they don't hold as much value as you think. What do the Pawn Star guys say to it? I mean, if I buy these, look, I'm taking all the risk. i got to store it. i got to pay somebody <laughs> to catalog it. I mean, I've got 150 magazines here. Five bucks is the best I can do. <laughs> On the horn. Bud Light, folks. Hope you had a great Bud Light weekend, enjoying them and watching the Longhorns or uh, watching some baseball, whatever you were doing. Uh, certainly out at the Austin FC match on uh, on Saturday night. You had to, you had to have, have a few cold Bud Lights to weather out the weather storm. There was about a two-hour delay because of that haymaker that rolled through. But whatever you're doing, always do it safely and smart. But do it with the number one selling light beer in the world. That has been for four decades, uh, and it's for, for a very simple reason. It's brewed in Texas by Texans for Texans. Only four simple ingredients that give you that crisp, refreshing Bud Light flavor every single time. Also, uh, the official domestic beer partner of your Texas Longhorns of the Texas X's and the Texas OU game. Football season inside 90 days now, counting them down. Longhorn baseball team, uh, three wins away from getting, or two more wins away from getting to Omaha again for a 39th time. Uh, have those Bud Lights with it all the way through. Do it safely. Always have a plan. Always be smart when you do enjoy an experience with your cold Bud Light, but do it with Bud Light. And our great friends at Brown Distributing and all that they do to help our community. Over 500 charitable events they donate to each and every year. And uh, Bucky's Golf Tournament being one of them. It's a nice cold Bud Light brewed by Texans for Texans. Number one selling light beer in the world. All right, here's where we have the backups. The I-35 Frontage Road southbound, Grand Avenue Parkway. Still a problem there with that 18-wheeler. And also, uh, 183 Research southbound near Breaker. Didn't have a report of a crash there. Not seeing a big backup, though, so it may be clearing up. Here's one that's not clear. North of Highway 71 on Toll 130. uh, That's going to be off to the east of the airport. And that northbound traffic is uh, really, really slow through there. Looks like they fixed those signal lights, though, at 290 at the Y and Oak Hill, so that's good news. But at Alvin Devane, near the uh, westbound frontage of Ben White, we do have an injury crash reported there. And Wellsport at Grand Avenue Parkway on the north side, a crash. Also one reported, the Blue Bluff near the westbound frontage of uh, 290. I'm Don Miller, and that's... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Traffic. Seeking specialized patient-focused orthopedic care? Contact the experts at Texas Orthopedics. Our physicians offer comprehensive surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults. Spine care, sports medicine, trauma care, joint replacement, rheumatology, and more. Whether it's a mobility or movement issue or a traumatic injury, our goal is to get you back to good health and quality of life. Visit us at TXOrtho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in Central Texas. One of America's top golf destinations is at Horseshoe Bay Resort with the famed Texas Triangle of Slick, Apple, and Ramrock Golf Courses. Play Slick Rock's famous million-dollar hole over two waterfalls. In pristine shape every day, the Slick Rock course plays along the shores of LBJ. Enjoy championship golf with scenic hill country train and panoramic vistas of Lake LBJ at Horseshoe Bay Resort's Slick Rock. Book the Robert Trent Jones Unlimited Golf Package now at hsbresort.com. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. 
From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Mornings with Bucky and Aaron. Yeah, the kid with two grand slams for TCU yesterday in the 20-run outburst for the Red Hot Horn Frogs was uh, Trey Richardson. Our man Mike Hard reminded us we transferred from Baylor, and TCU is a team that is red hot right now, to say the least. Uh, they are cruising through that Fayetteville, Arkansas region uh, already with with two wins, double-digit runs in both games. And uh, they have two chances to beat the Hogs today to move on to the uh, round of 16 like the Longhorns have. So plenty of college baseball out there. Good stuff. Also on the uh, Astros, somebody reminded Astros and Rangers. Rangers play the Rays this week, yeah. which will be a clash of uh, the American League Titans this week, which will be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. Um, obviously, Rangers playing excellent baseball, to say the least, as we were talking about. So that'll be fun to look forward to this weekend. In addition to an NBA Finals series, Buck, that looks like it's a real live series now. Uh, the Heat, you know, getting that win, stealing home court back, uh, finding a way in the fourth quarter to put 36 points on the board. Michael Malone, the head coach of the Nuggets, would tell you it was their poor defense that allowed the Heat to shoot nearly 70% from the floor in that final 12 minutes. But either way, the Heat are there. And shouldn't be surprised, right? They went through the oh, Bucks no. and the Celtics from the Eastern Conference on their way to this spot. So um, They just needed game one. That's why game one didn't it didn't mean as much as you thought. I mean... They just found out what they had to do against Denver, and I think they figured it out. Go ahead and give the big guy all the points that he'd like to have, but don't let him have all those assists to go along with it and get everybody else involved and make sure that the lane is clogged up because his his assists and his passing is so precise. They score easy buckets off his assists. They're yeah. not all three-point shots that, that well, he, he throws out there to guys. Well, he's such a uh, unique player. He forces you to pick your poison, right, if you – if you want to try to stop him and double-team him and, and throw gimmick defenses at him, he's too smart for it, and he's going to find open people. And that yeah, team his 26 points shots. and 26 points and 17 assists will really kill you. I mean, it's um, yeah, when he's 26 and 17 assists, yeah. you're getting beat because that team's too talented. That's right. When I mean, you give the Nuggets so much credit that they've, you know, Nikola Jokic wasn't a high pick. I mean, he was a second-round draft pick who's developed into a great player. But Jamal Murray was a high pick. Aaron Gordon, who they acquired from Orlando, was a fourth pick in the draft. Michael Porter Jr. was a first-round draft pick, top 15, and a kid that you know would have been a much higher pick had he not had injuries through his high school career coming through. That team is so talented. Uh, you 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 got to let Jokic kind of just beat you, right? And as we yes. said, the Nuggets are now 0-3 when he scores 40 or more points in these playoffs. So the strategy is there. Let him get his, cover the heck out of everybody else, and then obviously in the final quarter and end of games – you got to execute and make shots. The Lakers couldn't do that. Lakers had their chances. Yes, they got swept, but every one of the four losses was a winnable game for the Lakers in the last minute and a half. They just didn't make buckets. The Heat made the shots last night and went at 111-108. Yeah, and as I said, Jimmy Butler looks like the guy who now is ready to take whoever he has with him in the fourth quarter. He's going to take those shots in the fourth quarter. He was just okay for most of the game, but yeah, fourth quarter, he had eight of his 21, and... uh, delivered when they needed it most. By the way, on the on the baseball side with this TCU team, I knew it was a crazy number. But, Buck, do you realize they went to the Big 12 tournament and they came into the Big 12 tournament off of a, of a nice winning series uh, and a winning week. They beat Texas State on the 16th of May. They took two out of three from Kansas State. But they by no means felt like a team that was Mm-mm. just on fire. Well, they did sweep Baylor, but Baylor's no good. But, man, they went to the Big 12 tournament one Four straight games. They scored runs, run totals in that Big 12 tournament, 16, 14, 6, and 12, when they, they beat Oklahoma State 12-5 to five to close it out. And now they've got 12-20 and 20 on the board in two games in, uh, in Fayetteville. I mean, they are Kirk Sarlos' team peaking at the right time, to say the least. Longhorns hope they are as well as they've gotten through, and they'll wait on the winner of Stanford and Texas A&M tonight. Can we get a, flick, a quick flex segment? Uh, keeping up with the... Uh, High school ranks around Central Texas. We do it uh, with FLXATX.com. 
Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Join that movement. And the movement are the Westlake Chaparrals. Chaparral, Chaparrals, Ty, what do you prefer? Owls or L's? Chaparrals. Chaps. Uh, congrats to them. They are into the state championship round at the Dell Diamond this weekend after they swept uh, San Antonio Johnson a couple of games over the weekend. Unfortunate for the uh, Rouse Raiders, uh, Leander Rouse, they lost back-to-back games after taking the first game of their series with Bernie Champion. Uh, they had some errors in that closeout game, didn't play their best game on Saturday, and they were eliminated so that uh, one win shy of making it to uh, the Dell Diamond, but uh, if you're looking at it, the uh, God Westlake is going what what a year they've had. Uh, Westlake, the Shaps, who will play Friday night in uh, a semifinal against Pearland out of uh, Southwest Houston. Uh, Westlake now 40 and four, 40 and four on the year. They pitch, they hit, they're clutch. Um, you know, kid named Jack Brady pitched a great game in their closeout game of Jan- Johnson. Uh, they just they pitch like crazy. So forty and four now they'll face Pearland. The other two teams on the other side, Cypress Woods and Flower Mound at the Dell Diamond, four o'clock on Friday. Uh Westlake will play the following game, uh Westlake and Pearland in the nightcap. Those are the only two teams left. Bernie Champion, who eliminated uh, uh the the Rouse Raiders, will play Argyle at the Dell Diamond on Thursday. Magnolia West and Frisco Reedy are the other two teams at the five A level. So uh, looking forward to the baseball championships. You know, the Dell Diamond hosts most of them. There's also some games of the, the 4A semifinal will be over at UFCU Dishfalk Field uh, and the championship game. But uh, Dell Diamond ready to host the weekend. Yeah, they got a bunch of games there. Oh, man. Starting Wednesday with the 1As. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, yep. Dell Diamond will be jam packed. The, uh, the state championship game, by the way, if Westlake's able to get there, would be Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, 4 o'clock at Dell Diamond, June, June 10. So. Um, this says my Pearland Oilers pitching staff will be no joke up in Round Rock. Their two starters are silly. They have a great they have a great athletic program at Pearland. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Uh, they they have success in a lot of sports. Speaking of that, coming up in our salacious gossip, we'll hear the new sport from the country of Sweden that they've delivered to us. Delivered. Okay, I'm okay. ready for that. Me too. Me too. Good, bad, and ugly from the weekend that was. As we uh, crank this thing up. By the way, did you see what Micah Parsons said about the Cowboys defense. Micah Parsons, Ty, did you see this? I did not. Best ever. Well, I mean, Micah Parsons has a high opinion of this defense, and why wouldn't he? He drew a parallel to the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. Ooh, the bullies of Baltimore. That that's, that's what the kind of defense uh, this can be. Slow down there. Slow your roll. Oh, yeah. Uh, Micah Parsons bringing it. Um, yeah, I think you just slow his role on that. E. What do you mean? He has confidence in his team. The defense quarter is back for a third year. They've added pieces. Stephon Gilmore to play the corner opposite Trayvon Diggs. They've added uh, you know, the draft picks, the, the big defensive tackle from Michigan in the first round to help bring some run support to what they're doing. Uh, you're better. They didn't lose any really, real significantly. Yeah, DeMarvion Overshone as a third-round pick. Yeah, he drew a parallel to uh, we could be like that. Yeah. Two twenty-three Cowboys defense to uh, the two thousand Baltimore Ravens, which of course they won a Super Bowl with uh, Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer, have you seen that thirty for thirty? Yes, the Bullies of Baltimore. Yeah, That's a good one. Certainly is. Yeah. Well, I mean, if that well, here's what I'll say for Michael Parsons. He's confident. He feels good about it. His third year in the league, he's getting better and better. Uh, working on his pass rush moves. But um, you know, if that's your if that's the bar you're setting for your team, that's pretty good, because that's one of the greatest two or three defenses in the history of the league. Uh, hey, the big boy in the middle, uh, Saragusa and Sam oh, Adams. Good lord, Saragusa and Sam Adams in the middle of that defense. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. There was a lot of poundage in there. Well, they didn't. They just didn't give up anything. They just crushed people. Now, obviously, if that's where Micah Parsons is saying, he's you know that's that's a high bar to reach, and if they do. This is what Mike McCarthy's talking about. Uh, you know, he maybe the uh, the falling out between he and Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, is you know why are we keep throwing you know throwing the ball and turning the ball over? 
our defense is tremendous. Let's not let's let's stop putting our defense in bad spots. Let them win the game for us. That's obviously the McCarthy way. Now, you know that that Ravens team was twenty three years ago. Now, the game has changed. You know, you you you're gonna have to score some points. Um, you know, the, the the Philadelphia Eagles in your own division are gonna put you know twenty thirty points on the board consistently. I think that's a good strategy if that's where they're going. Run the ball, play great defense, let Dak Prescott manage the game. And uh, let this team be the uh, 2000 Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, that means you got to score 20, what, 26 to 30 points a game still. Probably, yeah, to win the Super Bowl. Now, you yes. can, we can win a lot of games, low scoring. And look, sure. I'm assuming Mike McCarthy's looking 17 at 17 game season. I mean, Mike McCarthy saw what happened when uh, the backup quarterback came in when Dak got hurt last year, right? They watered it down. Mm-hmm. They limited, kept it simple, kept it simple for Cooper Rush. Let them, you know, let the defense control the game and dominate the game. And obviously, Dak came back, and we know when he was healthy, he started throwing a lot of interceptions, led the league in interceptions, even with five games missed. And you know, those turnovers lead to losses and lead to playoff disappointment for the Dallas Cowboys. That's obviously the goal is to eliminate those. Plus, on offense, they have, you know, Brandon Cooks is a new weapon. Um, you know, another year in CD of CD Lamb, Michael Gallup a year healthier, so they will score some points. They just want to be more conservative and careful to let the defense. Yeah, win. they don't. They don't want the turnovers to kill them. No, that's they're they're killers. I mean, what are what are the numbers when you lose the turnover oh my battle? Goodness. You mostly lose the game. Um, <laughs> does someone have to get involved in murder first for the Cowboys to really compare? Come on, come on, Ray Lewis. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> this says Tony Banks was the starter for the 2000 Ravens, and then Trent Dilfer replaced him, but he did lead them to the Super Bowl. As the game manager, the game manager. See, yeah, I still haven't seen anybody like Saragusa yet for them. Well, they took Mozzie Smith uh, out of Michigan. That's, that's what we're going to have to see is that that they, position. That's a powerhouse on the interior. That is a strong young man uh, for Michigan. Now he's not much of a pass rusher, but the Cowboys have plenty of that, right? They got oh, other yeah, guys that do. can rush the passer, and uh, they're hoping to free up. You know, add to Marvion Overshone as another striker. Off the edge for them to go with Demarcus. Very Lawrence interesting and, how they play him, and you know I believe he's going to be playing a lot. Well, look, teams realized last year after the quick start for the Cowboys and even weathering the Dak Prescott injury that they could, um, you know, the, the people realized pretty quickly that you could run on the Cowboys, and so okay, let's let's not let's start running the ball. Let's just pound this team, and we'll be able to move the football and avoid that great pass rush and keep ourselves where we want to be. And then Dak will turn the ball over. We'll be able to win the game. Uh, if you're going to try to be more conservative with the offense and you stuff up, you stuff the run better, which is what the hope of Mozzie Smith and some of their additions have been. Well, then you're putting your, you know, the quarterback in, in you know tough situations. Uh, who's the most ferocious defense you ever saw, Bob? Besides the Bears? No, no. Are they the number one most ferocious defense you ever saw? Yes, I agree with you on that. And that's uh, well. And then I'd have to throw into Doomsday defense that that group. That's I, I was a kid at the time, but the they two, were pretty ferocious the too. Formative years, the 80, 85 Bears. Yes, I mean they just killed quarterbacks. Oh. They killed them. I mean Richard. They Dent, killed the run too. I mean, well Mike Singletary in the yeah, middle. They killed the they run. Killed they the killed the run first, and yeah. then you know Buddy Ryan's forty-six defense would get after it, and uh, man, just player name name. This is what the Cowboys want to be. They want to come after you with multiple pass rushers from all angles, and Dan Quinn. In his third year, I think this team is really understanding his concept of positionless football and how to swarm people and uh, get quarterbacks on the ground. Because if you can avoid your own turnovers and then your defense forces turnovers to give back to your offense, that's obviously the goal of any team. And I would think the most consistent NFL defense of all time would be Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. They're very – I mean, they don't don't have to crush you. They play their defense. They know how to play their defense. Mm. Well, there's Micah Parsons drawing a parallel to the over the weekend to the O O O Ravens. Pretty good one. We'll be back. We will uh, hit your blitz. Also, salacious gossip. You're going to want to hear this. I promise. First, Craig Way. Where you get that from? Did someone tell you that? Did someone tell you that? Because I ain't for no games. Okay. No games, just gossip. As we mentioned, uh, our man Jamal Charles will be in the house in the next hour. Of course, one of the great running backs in Longhorn history, NFL. Great player there. He's back in town. And he's uh, doing some great work for the Boys and Girls Club. We'll tell you about that and talk some football with Jamal Charles. 
Fallacious Gossip brought to you by the Icy Cold Bud Lights Buck. And, uh, you know, Jamal brought his son, Isaiah, with him. Oh, yeah. So this might be a little PG-13 for him. Hopefully he's out in the hallway not hearing this. But yeah. uh, the country of Sweden, you know, we like how the uh, the Nordics do things sometimes. Sweden. You ever been to Sweden? Anybody ever been to Sweden? Not here. Might want to go now. So we told you earlier that Texas is competing with uh, Stanford for the Director's Cup, best yes. athletic department in the country. And part of the uh, impressiveness for Texas is they don't compete in nearly as many sports as Stanford does. And so, I mean, they have more opportunities to acquire points, but they, they compete in sailing. The women do squash. They have a squ- women's squash team, water polo, lacrosse, gymnastics, fencing, men's and women's. So congrats to the Longhorns. But uh, – I don't think anybody is going to sanction this as an NCAA sport, but the country of Sweden is the first country to register sex as a sport. As a sport. Yes. Um, It's a lot more structured than you might think, Buck. Sweden has become the first country to register sex as a sport. Later this week, they'll host the first ever European Championship. European Championship. This year's competitors have already been chosen. I don't know how. Wow. 20 representatives from different European countries will be a part of it. 16 disciplines involved. Yes. According to the organizers, the focus uh, as a sport is on maximizing pleasure. Are we sending Nick Cannon as a representative? <laughs> Nick Cannon. No, it's not a breeding competition. Yeah, it's, not a bre- <laughs> it's not the Breeders' Cup. So the more pleasure you provide your partner, the more points you get. Participants will, participants will be judged on creativity. Strong emotions, imagination, physical fitness, endurance, and workability. There you go. Workability? You you know. You have to be able to work together. The final scores will be determined by a panel of judges as well as an audience of votes. It's unclear how you qualify to be in the audience. Very similar like that game operation, you know, if you hit the size of the thing, the the nose goes off. Who gets to judge this? (laughs) What makes them an expert? That's where Nick Cannon can be, you know. Yeah, so Sweden. Getting it done. Will this be televised? Are they going to test for PEDs or what? What are we doing here? Who's picking this up? ESPN? (laughs) The Ocho. It'll be on the Ocho soon enough. Sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew. Blue Chew. Remember, it's about pleasure, Buck. That's right. Do you think there's controversy in your favorite sport of women's figure skating? Oh, my goodness. What's the Russian judge going to be looking for? My goodness. The, the, you know, the Russian judge was smoking cigarettes. Smoking <laughs> Looking for girls. technique. What's the, you know, triple sow cow? Wow. Coming off the chandelier. Somebody said Tristan Thompson. Would oh, be the yeah, goat. there you go. Now you're talking. Magic wand will be there. Ime Oduka. Ime Udoka. Yeah, who would be the stars of the American wow. sex team? I don't know, man. That's too good. But, yes, somebody said affordability. I didn't say affordability. They'll be judged on emotions, imagination, play, physical fitness, endurance, and workability. I don't know what workability means. I have to have a pretty good work ethic there, too, Ty. Oh, no. Earmuffs. Earmuffs for the kids. But the the challenges are grouped into 16 disciplines, including seduction, massage, Oral Roberts University, and full-on you-know-what. So... Good luck to the participants. We'll have updates if we can. Okay? Okay. I'll take it upon myself. To oh, boy. Be Will you keep up the, with this, Ty? Please do. <laughs> oh. You and the, sma- the Pastor Smasher keep up with this. Ooh, Pastor Smasher would be a good one. <laughs> you know, we'd have that collar. You know, we don't we don't tell the tale of that where he got his nickname. Oh, the, God. You ever hear that? You ever hear the no. Pastor Smasher story, no. Ty? That was well, that was, that was the Major League. Remember Ben Zobris, the great Major League Baseball player? Yeah. Well, he was playing for the Cubs, and he and his wife were having a hard time. Remember, when he played for the Cubs, he had to take a leave of absence because of this, right. because his wife was going to see the pastor for counseling. And I'm it turned smashing? out the, the, the pastor was smashing his wife. <laughs> he found out about it, and he was, like, thrown for a loop because he was his pastor. And they were friends, and they were, they were going to counseling, and then he'd go on a road trip. and pastor would be smashing. Yeah. Oh, wow, like, that's great. That's well. He almost had to quit baseball because of it. He was just thrown for such a loop. Okay, there you go. Sorry about that. Well, we told you you probably wouldn't believe what Sweden's up to, but uh, yes, yes. Somebody said, "I guess I'm moving to Sweden." Hey, how about this? Could you guys control your dogs? You said the U.S. Postal Service says over 5,300 of its workers were attacked by dogs last year. We have a new number one city for dog attacking mailmen, Houston. Oh, well, of course. The H. My dog. 
freaked out on one last year. It was crazy. Never, never had taken my dog on a walk and him act like that towards a human, but the mailman. 57. There's something. U.S. Postal Service attacks in what greater is Houston. It? Is it the uniform? The Followed smell? by what L.A., Dallas. Zeke Elliott. Where's Zeke, Zeke Elliott when well, you yeah, need him? Of course, Zeke Elliott's Cleveland dog. and San Diego. So be careful with your dogs. Don't let them bite the mailman. Let's go to your blitz. The Bucky and E Blitz. Good morning, Blitz, brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck, the half under factory warranty, in any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. Here we go. First Blitz, are you up? Yes, Lee Sterling, could you please send your daughter to Austin so she can send the national anthem? This is the University of Texas hosting committee. Lee Lee Sterling's daughter would... It'd be great to sing the national anthem. Remember, she helps him on that Super Bowl bet every year and gets it right. There you go. Next blitzer, you're up. Dude, ban that creeper, man. You guys do better. Hey, did you guys hear that Taco Bell's trying to petition uh, to try and get Taco Tuesday to be an actual real thing? Bucky, can you do your job and see if the WNBA is on board with that? (laughs) Thank you. Next blitzer, you're up. Four Aggies. Well, we'll see. They have one more chance tonight. At Palo Alto. Out Next blitzer, you're up. Hey, someone bail me out. This is R. Kelly. <laughs> R. Kelly. <laughs> Next blitzer, talk to us. You want to be a part of that team? You know, I was taking issue with the NCAA committee. They did a piss poor job selecting the seating. And I would love it for A&M to come over here. But watch out. They're going to make them host. Oh! Mm. Shut it down! Hoping that doesn't happen. Hoping that doesn't happen. Well, we'll see. Uh, Texas and uh, we'll try to explain that again coming up. I mean, the short answer to who would host if Texas A&M wins tonight is we don't know. Uh, and the, the selection has not been made. It won't be made until it becomes official. And when it does, the committee that seated the tournament will be the deciding factor of who hosts. And we'll run through the criteria and, um, you know, Everybody I've heard from both sides says, uh, we don't know. We don't know. We'll, we'll submit a bid, and then the NCAA will uh, make their decision, make their call on the yep. Baseball Selection Committee, D1 Baseball. We'll come back when we do. Very uh, fun visit. Excited excited to talk to Jamal Charles, lifetime Longhorn, doing great in our community and uh, living in town in his retirement. So we'll talk to Jamal about what he's up to, talk some Texas football as well. It's a busy Monday here on b and